Was there a problem last week? No, it was great. You know why there's no problem, John? I'll tell you why. Because with a smart design, premium fabrics, and a simple shopping experience, Mack Weldon underwear is definitely better than whatever you're currently wearing. That's not true for me because I'm currently wearing Mack Weldon. God, it's so good. I wear the Mack Weldon boxers. I wear the Mack Weldon socks. They even have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial, which means, like John Moltz in his spare time, they eliminate odor. All that, and they're shipped right to your door. You don't even have to leave the house, making it perfect for people like you and me. If you don't like your first pair, you can keep it, and they will still refund you. They definitely don't want it back. Gross. No questions asked. To join the revolution of people who love Mack Weldon garments and the MacWeldon.com shopping experience, all you have to do is go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your purchase using the promo code REBOUND. MacWeldon.com, 20% off using the promo code REBOUND. Wow. I got pretty excited about that 20% off the second time. Well, there. that is very exciting. It is. Yeah. Super exciting. Uh, so, technology. I don't know what that word is. Um, <laughs> what's going on, guys? Um, lots of Apple people go into Tesla. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. How are they getting about there? that for forty? Are they, dri- are they driving there? <laughs> um, How do you think it works at Tesla? Does everybody get a free Tesla? Do they lease you one as part of your employment? Uh, I feel like you can't be works? at Tesla and not have one, right? That seems right. If, if you drove up and you're way. like Subaru, yeah. that feels like it would be very. And they're like, odd. here's your Nissan Leaf, your big caddy, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your Hummer. <laughs> the question is, uh, what is the parking situation there like? because <laughs> i my understanding was those cars park themselves <laughs> cables everywhere also true but you want it you want it to plug in they can't plug themselves in right not yet yet, yet. Yeah. <laughs> i'm glad we agree um well so here's the thing about the tesla thing i mean a it's not surprising that all these you know that Tesla's a hot company right it's not surprising that people in the tech industry would want to work there it's also a new area, which is very exciting, right? So there's a lot of difference, as I think people have said, between, you know, we're working on, at a company that has sort of, like, solved its problems, as it were, or at least the big problems, and then this is more, like, unexplored territory. Um, so there's, there's the argument for that. I think the biggest question for me is Apple still, you know, if not nominally, at least supposedly has a project that is car-related, <laughs> Um, and so if they keep losing people to Tesla, what does it say about the state of a, you know, of their interest in the car? And, and obviously we've heard stories a couple places that suggest like that project is not, has had some, some growing pains. Mm -hmm. Uh, the one thing I would say is, uh, I don't think that Apple losing employees to Tesla has any bearing on whether apple is doing a car on their own or not right because if apple's doing a car they're picking people in secret and they're not telling anybody else what they're working on right and so they might not know that hey this fellow over here who built swift would love to work on electric cars like they just might not know Uh, i guess but you figure like if he's there and he's been there for a long time and he's like oh i wonder if there are opportunities for me to do this like he might he might be talking to people in that department and clearly you know if you have a department that's on building cars you feel like you would you would be looking through the rest of your organization to see who is who could you hire. And maybe those people got passed over, you know, or didn't get a chance right. to work on the project or were stuck in their department and or maybe they just want to change. I mean, there's there's plenty maybe of valid Apple reasons. moles. Right? Maybe they're moles. Maybe they're really bad at developing and Apple's like, maybe we can get Tesla to hire these guys. <laughs> maybe I don't actually think maybe that. they're literal mm. moles, mm. mole men. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of questions there. I, the whole car project, I think, as we've talked about a number of times, uh, is just, it seems odd to me still. It doesn't, I, I think it's still in that stage where they're trying to figure out what the hell it is. Um, and so, you know, a lot of the reporting on it is premature because it's talking about like, you know, an Apple product that's way down the road. No pun intended. Pun intended. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, it's hard to judge from the basis of that because nothing's obviously been announced, but it's clear that they're working on something. It's just, it's tremendously unclear to me yeah. what the hell they think they're doing. <laughs> yeah. They, I mean, they obviously, they are, they are years away from from something whereas you could go to tesla and work on something right now right right you can you can you can drive that car right out the lot (laughs) are we doing this is this what we're doing (laughs) i was serious i meant literally (laughs) well that's because they give you one right yeah exactly i think we already figured that out Mm, mm. Uh, i don't know i don't know cars are cars are i mean they've taken they've taken people from tesla of course as well Um, like kidnapped was what you mean why don't they just swap staffs entirely (laughs) (laughs) freaky friday style yeah staff swap um (laughs) that's a reality show that's coming this fall on cbs Mm -hmm. and they uh, i don't know i mean people people do leave apple so it's (laughs) not like alive right right however um it does seem um somewhat odd the number of people you know fairly high profile people who have specifically gone to tesla or maybe tesla is like like soliciting apple employees too oh i'm sure they are oh for sure well, yeah, we, yeah. and I maybe mean, it's just yeah. our community too we don't necessarily hear about all the people from google going over right oh yeah right yeah and they're probably yeah they're probably scooping up people from all kinds of places all right, so so we're in agreement so, here. This means everything and nothing. <laughs> I I don't know. The, the important thing to me is I really want a Tesla. And <laughs> do you think this gets you closer? <laughs> I pre-ordered the Model Three, right? I did the thousand dollar deposit to get the Model Three, which they initially said we were going to ship in twenty seventeen, and now they say a lot of them are going to ship in twenty eighteen, and that's a long time to wait. And so every once in a while, have I go a to car. The, every I once saw in a while, one the other day. Yeah, I know, but like my car in summer can do a hundred miles if you drive slowly downhill, <laughs> and theirs can do like two hundred and fifteen miles fast, and when it's cold outside. Um, so every once in a while, I load up the Tesla website and look at how expensive the other cars are, and I'm like, nope, still gonna wait. <laughs> like, I'm like, this is the day I'm gonna decide. Nope, can't spend that much on a car. The, the Model do. Three still isn't like it's cheaper, but it's not a cheap car. No. Right, it's still uh, not for me. What is, what I mean, is it? Twenty. It's well, at no. least in the mid twenties. Yeah, it's in the mid twenties, which cheap is cheap car. No, no, no. But it's the like if I'm going to get a car that can hold five family members, that's what I have to pay anyway. Like because it's like minivan option, like five family members in meeting with like booster seats and everything. Like I need to have a yeah. minivan anyway, and they're going to be it's in not the that big. Too. It's not as big as a minivan, but you can fit three boosters across, and it's got trunks on both sides. Lexus thirty six. Mm-hmm. You don't need a booster seat anymore. You're good. Thank you. <laughs> you're also quite tall. Yes, you're also very tall. Booster seat yeah, seems yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> I really don't fit in the leaf. <laughs> um, like mm. when I sit in the leaf, my hair t- touches the roof of the car, and the steering wheel just d- misses like my legs. Like it just <laughs> misses my legs, and uh, so I don't know. Like I'm not safe in the car. Is all I'm saying. You're like that giant guy that Nelson Muntz made fun of. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, I if, went to if you that if you know exactly that episode me. of The Simpsons, you'll Simpsons find that acknowledged. Right. Yes, I found it funny. Yeah. I was with you. Okay, there. Okay, <laughs> or or maybe just a tiny bit funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was the funniest joke I've ever heard. 
I went to Google Tesla Model 3, um, and because I also can't do two things at once, I typed Tesla Molts 3. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I'm also not... coming uh, in 2018. Like, starting cost for this is 35000 No, but That's it's not, ton. because you get all these rebates and stuff. You get the federal rebates and local rebates. Like, it's a whole thing. Oh, so it's 32000 you could get it for around twenty seven. If you get it, if you get it in the next like three months, <laughs> I mean, it still won't show up. What do you think? Because those are all going away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, touche. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, like as I, I think I've said before. I, I mean, I bought a car, uh, not quite five years ago now, and I think there's there's a strong part of me that felt like my next car. You know, I'm going to drive that car as long as I can, and my next car might be an electric car because maybe by that point they will be more commonplace and cheaper um but as as Moltz is pointing out that that, that may not happen so <laughs> i guess i'm driving this car for a long time i may not they'll be able to afford be, a car only be, they'll only be gone for four years <laughs> <laughs> i not only that but i uh yeah I, I may not be able there may not be any streets left to drive on yeah, right, right. I mean, there's that, a lot of, then a that lot becomes the problem there. right mm-hmm. yeah uh so technology <laughs> Yeah. So, and uh, to, to related to that, a lot of a lot of big uh, big billionaire tech CEOs are buying uh, bunkers in New Zealand. <laughs> I this? saw that story. Yeah. I first of all, so I you might like... want to instead of buying the Tesla, save your money for a bunker. That seems like a bad choice to me because if there's anything I've, I mean, New Zealand has had some like substantial earthquakes in the last few years. It doesn't seem like a good place for a doomsday bunker. Yeah, but if you're gonna die, wouldn't you rather die in New Zealand? Touche. <laughs> also, that's where Mordor is. So yeah, that's a fair point. Careful. Oh, so what you're suggesting is more like they're creating their own little kingdom of people. <laughs> I'm suggesting that they are. Folks. Well, when Peter Thiel builds his giant tower with mm, an eye on top, uh, well, he's more of a Balrog, but yes. <laughs> um, I you know I want to go to New Zealand. I just don't think I can even afford to get there, much less buy a house there. <laughs> You can have the car, or you can go to New Zealand. Okay, important news Once. that I think... Um, I, I'm hoping to make John regret sending his Echo back. And that's because you can now change your Echo wake word oh, yeah, yeah. to computer instead. That doesn't do it, really, but... Doesn't do it for me, either. It feels, it feels like, heavier than Alexa. Alexa feels light and fluffy. Yeah, you computer. know, I'm going to say I've changed it. I changed it last night to give it a try. And my biggest problem so far is that this is the second podcast I've recorded this morning, and I've had to mute my microphone several times because I say that word You say word computer more? Yeah. I, well, more than... Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean... Also, I, it's also something about it feels impersonal, right? Like, I feel like I've developed a relationship with the uh with like it's like with siri right like siri if you start calling siri like phone like you'd be like do you like alexa or do you like like alexa i think that's the next question (laughs) well i don't know i I haven't asked her but do you you want to take alexa slash computer on a vacation with you yes i definitely want to take computer on a vacation well here's good news by now the year has started to pick up speed and you're probably already thinking about when you might be able to take your next vacation Well, Dan and computer, there's no time like the present because now you can take a tropical getaway to the Pineapple Beach Club in Antigua for just $149 per person per night. And in addition to an amazing adults-only all-inclusive getaway, you'll also get a $250 resort credit, which can be used for sailing trips, romantic dining, safari tours, spa services, or gift shop purposes. Just go to pineapplebeachclub.com to make your reservation today. Let me tell you a little bit more about the resort in the island. 
if you don't mind, computer. The resort encompasses 30 acres of tropical foliage and panoramic vistas just 30 minutes away from the capital city, St. John's. Capital city! Plus, it features five restaurants, three bars slash lounges, two freshwater pools, and a spa. I want to go to there. So leave the frosty weather behind and make time for some well-deserved R&R. Don't wait. This offer expires soon. Here's what you do. Go to pineapplebeachclub.com. Or if you're more of a phone person, call 800-772-8711. Miss that number? Hit the back button in your podcast app to book your all-inclusive stay. For $149 per night per person, you can enjoy everything I just mentioned and more, and you get that $250 resort credit. That's pineapplebeachclub.com. See the website for complete details. Our thanks to Pineapple Beach Club for hooking us up. It's pretty great. It sounds pretty great. I don't know if you've gone to that website, but man. I want to go. I, just, yeah. I, I can only afford to just look at the pictures right now, but even those <laughs> make me want to. <laughs> Aren't you about to be a published novelist? Aren't you uh, yeah. it now? People definitely get in the... That's how you get into the money. <laughs> that, in, that in journalism, really. I chose some lucrative careers. Podcasting, <laughs> woo! <laughs> Raking it in. <laughs> this uh, is a good time of year to get out of town, though. Particularly here, where it just rains. Yeah, it's uh, it's raining, raining and cold here too. So yeah, we got that going for us. Well, I'm in the basement. So, <laughs> what did you do this time? <laughs> I, I had a podcast with you guys. Oh, do you call. guys use uh, any, um, you know, uh, universal power supply type things? Because we have the, with the, the storm here in New Jersey, we lost power like 17 times. Usually for only like a second at a time, but once for a solid 20 minutes. Uh, but I, I've never used any of those power supply things. I know like Dan Frakes from the wire cutter uh, swears by them, but do you guys use any of those things? I do not have one. I do I mean, not have one either. My feeling yeah, is we, if the power's out, whatever. <laughs> we're in the, I mean, we're in the city basically. I mean, so we don't, uh, you know, knock on wood. It'll probably happen tomorrow now that I say this, but um, I mean, we've, I can count on less than one hand <laughs> the number of times we've lost power since living here for, uh, 13 years yeah so. i've i've been in my current apartment for almost seven and i've similarly probably yeah five or less times that i've lost power in that time so <laughs> i mean I, I i always think that's that would be a smart thing to have um and i occasionally look at when there's sales or whatever and the wire cutter has recommendations and i think maybe i should get that and then it's like yeah it's not the top of my priority list right now the um the house we are in had when we bought it, had a hookup for a, a whole home generator, which mm. is like the opposite of a UPS device. Right? It's like, hey, let's provide power to everything instead of just the one thing. And we don't even do that because, like, I don't know. I've, I, I didn't grow up with a generator. I can't imagine providing the fuel for a generator or buying it or storing it. So, like, well, it's one of those out, things. You know what? We lose power. Well, that's the thing. Is, is I mean, and you know, I don't know. That's how I grew up when the power went out. You lost power. You didn't really worry mm -hmm. about it. Um, and so, it only sucked during Hurricane Sandy, and then it really Yes, sucked. I remember. We didn't remember. even live here then, but yeah. we were without power for a week. But that's the thing is, like, it's one of those things that it's, a, it's an insurance thing, right? You're like, you're going to pay a decent amount of money for a generator and a fuel to have on hand, and then you're going to need it or not a small number of times. And maybe it's a lifesaver in those few times, or maybe it just sits there and doesn't get used for several years. But I'm years. more of a gambling man. <laughs> <laughs> Lex, you got to know when to hold them. Yeah. <laughs> Why is Dan doing this this week? <laughs> it, I'm thrown. I'm used to them from you, but not. Honestly, no. I learned it from Dan. <laughs> he learned it by watching really? me. It's true. Interesting. Um, Did not know that. Can I ask, um, because somebody, no. I think, posted uh, some comments you likes about this. So I bought a Bluetooth gamepad 
Nice. Did you get the one I use? Uh, I think it's very similar. Mine looks ex- almost exactly like a Super Nintendo game. Yeah, it's the same one. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, I set it up. It's a little confusing because the setting it up part is like requires, there's like five different modes and like the instructions like, are hilariously awful. Yeah. They're uh, arcane. Clearly not presses. written by an English speaker. Yes. And then it's like, if you're setting up to use with this kind of device, press this. And if you're setting up to use this device, press this, but like no explanation of what qualifies as what kind of device. Yeah. Yeah. I, the first one I tried worked. So that was fine. Yeah. That's, I, I did as well. And I, I tried it with some, um, I tried playing Super Star Wars from Super Nintendo, and that game is very hard and not very rewarding. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I basically played for like five to ten minutes, and then I like I died, lost all my lives. They kicked me back to the beginning of the level, and I was like, "Fuck this!" So you're doing this? You're doing this on a, like a Mac Mini or something? Yeah, I'm doing it on a Ma- uh, Mac Mini using yeah. Open Emu. Um, right, right. I did I find use... a uh, PlayStation game that I loved as a teenager called Bushido Blade, which is a great game. Of course, as I loaded it up, I'm like, this is <laughs> graphics on this are so bad. Mm. I remember yeah, them being yeah. incredible at the time, and of course, that doesn't mean it's terrible. not a good game, though. No, I mean, right. it does not mean it's not a good game. But in that case, they are hilariously blocky. <laughs> I yeah. will say, I don't. Uh, although I I use um, what's it called? IEMU on the uh, on the Mac. Open EMU. Open EMU, right. Uh, I don't know if it does session saving, but on on emulation station, like it takes so long for NBA Jam to start up, for example, right? You got to wait through four different title screens. There's an iguana, something else. And then you check your players. (laughs) I always change the controller thing. So you got to go into the settings first. And uh, I finally realized, hey, I always play as the Chicago Bulls because, duh, the Super Nintendo NBA Jam, they're far and away the best team, thanks to Scottie Pippen. Um, so I have saved my state in that game of as soon as I've set all those settings, I'm way past the opening whatever. And so it's great because it launched the game, just pressed the bunch of controllers, buttons on the controller at the same time, and now it's ready to go instantly instead of having to wait through all the title screens. It's pretty great. Mm. Highly recommended. I gotta find the thing that I thought was crazy though is that I mean I thought these games are so old they should they any of our modern computer hardware should be able to blast through this stuff right um then I went to download Open Emu and it has to be on El Capitan or higher so it's like (laughs) (laughs) just because they coded it that way like oh okay so I can't play this on anything old because none of my old stuff will run El Capitan oh so so you can't like devote an an old computer to it is what you're saying yeah presumably you're running el capitan or better on on some of your computers yes yes but i mean i i don't have an extra machine that i can dedicate to like hooking up to the tv and leaving it hooked up to the tv mm-hmm. so yeah um I, I gotta find myself a copy of super spike v-ball for the nintendo that was one of my favorites oh that is a good game that's a great game i i'll tell you getting a lot of joy out of the out of it now the funny thing is i had just before i decided to do this i had gotten uh super mario world on our wii u mm. uh which is one of my favorite video is that games the, of all that's time. the snes version yes okay yes. i never had a or, super nintendo so i wasn't i wasn't oh, sure I'm so sorry yeah dude. i know I, god I being the kid a of child. a librarian they were like no video games for you but you can have a new fancy choose your own adventure book it's just like a video <laughs> game but you read it i told you the story about how i ended up with an original nintendo right like this i would never have gotten one except for the fact that my dad literally won one in a like a supermarket sweepstakes <laughs> thing 
<laughs> and he was like, "Well, I guess he's getting a Nintendo for Christmas." <laughs> like the thing that the thing that kills me when I remember our original Nintendo is that it took my dad easily an hour to set it up. <laughs> it's literally <laughs> plug it in and plug it in. Like that's well, yeah. But you used, oh, back in the old days, you used to have like the RF modulator, the RF on little splitter yeah, doohickey. Yeah, yes. come on, that was a little. You had to put the TV on channel four. It was the whole thing. I oh, get yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but man, I so but I've been playing Super Mario World on that like a week before I got the the. Raspberry Pi setup, and I should totally just move my Super Mario World game to 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 the emulation station setup instead. But I've already defeated like twenty levels, and I've only got seventy six to go. So I can't I can't motivate myself to switch it. So can you sometimes we're playing classic games. You can't move save games. No, not different, from the Wii U. The form. Wii U's locked up. Oh, from the Wii U, Wii U, right? Yeah, right, I Wii thought U. you meant from like the Mac. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. So now the fun challenge is like. What do you play? Right, you've got all these different video That's games. That's part of the, the, the tyranny of choice there, where it's like there yeah. are there are like hundreds and thousands of games that are that are possible to play, and yet f- sorting through them to find the ones that you're like, oh yeah, I remember that being good, or oh yeah, I remember people talking about that and never got to play it, or whatever. Like it is tough, and I also I feel like definitely uh, attention spans and my brain have been conditioned by modern games because it is i love some of those games but it is hard to go back and be like oh god some of these are just like punishingly hard (laughs) (laughs) um the funny thing for me when you play at like f-zero is i can't remember if it's four or five but you have to do a very large number of laps compared to modern driving oh yeah It's like, well, here we go again around the same freaking coin. <laughs> it's, it's still fun, but it's not as fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, now I now that I have a Super Nintendo style controller, it's like fine for playing Super Nintendo and original Nintendo games. I haven't tried it on like a uh, N64 game or a PlayStation game or something because no analog sticks might be interesting. Yeah. We had to go. We had to go to the um, Apple Store the other day because you know Hank's screen um, just breaks on its own now. Um, <laughs> And uh, there's a there's like this like retro game shop now like on the you, know, you walk right in the door in the mall and there's this like and they have all these I mean they have all the old consoles they have all the old games and just like stacks and stacks and stacks and so I talked to the guy at the counter and basically he had just like bought the inventory from two other failed <laughs> shops of the same variety from different places um and but he's got a huge selection. Um, and Hank picked up an, uh, a Lego game and um, and Laura the first Laura Croft. So he's now he's now playing playing the first Laura Croft on the Xbox 360. Nice, which is kind of which is kind of cool because I never. I mean, I think I played the Mac version when it first. You know, like this is the original one of like, them came to the Mac, Raider. like yeah, like way yeah. back. Right, right, yeah. That's the only thing that I ever played, and uh, so it's just kind of cool. Yeah, that is, it is to catch up on stuff. Yeah, it is cool to catch up on stuff that I feel like I missed. Although, again, like I said, I feel like my patience, like attention span has definitely been impacted. Like, even though there are games that I feel like I would enjoy, I sit down to try and play them sometimes. And I'm just like, oh, man, I got all this other stuff I could be doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I think I have different patience for different types of games, right? It's like it's different for me. It's different to sit down and invest like hours and hours into something like a Zelda or a Final Fantasy versus like sitting down and playing something like Mario Kart, where it's like I can sit down and play for 20 minutes and be like right. yep okay i have my fill whereas a yeah. game that requires an investment of hours or days it's, mm-hmm. it's just not going to happen at this point <laughs> yeah i feel you there <laughs> I, it's like i still haven't started firewatch for two reasons one because i'm nervous about being lost the whole time and two like i feel like it's going to require a dedication of an amount of time that's hard for me to get 
I might play Firewatch. At least it's at least it's got a modern, I want to. A modern interface. Dan, why don't you come over? We'll play together. All right, that sounds great. All right, you can stay in the guest room. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's multiplayer. No, but like we could did be a you never team. Play, we can the controller. Did you never play like single player games with more than one person, John? Like that was like yeah, a staple of my childhood. I never. I mean, I so I mean, the, never had friends. I've talked about the, the we had one console. We had like a console that we got in the seventies, and then I didn't have a console again until uh, we got the Wii. Yeah, I used to go over wow. to my friend's house because they had the game consoles, and we would like either take turns if it was like a single player game. Yeah, but see, I was I was in graduate school then. You didn't have any friends, is what you're saying? <laughs> a, I didn't have any friends, and B, the friends that I did have did not have game consoles either. Oh, you're missing out. That we was were a, in graduate school. That was a staple of my. You remember playing? Uh, I used to play the X Wing game on the PC at my friend Evan's house, and like one of us would fly the ship, and the other person. There was so much other shit you had to do, like adjusting shields and all this crap. That like one of us was like the dedicated engineer it was awesome though like i don't know i really or like playing rpgs with my friends where we're like one of us would be like taking notes and we'd be discussing about like where do we go oh, next God. like for me those were always i always enjoyed wow. the social elements of those games yeah well we went i mean we used to go to the arcade i mean that's what when i was Wait, john, and you, i you worked s- john you said I that worked at an arcade. you said that incorrectly i think you mean we used to go to the arcade yeah, yeah i know <laughs> uphill yeah, both yeah. ways our, our uh <laughs> our pants heavy with quarters um i mean really truly your parachute um, pants heavy with quarters and i and i worked at an arcade briefly <laughs> this place closed down really quickly oh, I, thought um, you said, I got fired because i kept playing video games <laughs> No, no. I mean, I, I, they, you know, they made us pay for it, so they were perfectly happy. And and I would, um, so I had the key to the place, and so like on a Saturday night, my, my friends and I would, I would just, we would just go and like, Woo, <laughs> open the place night. up and lock, lock the door and keep the lights off and just play video games all night. That is pretty awesome. It was great. Um, yeah, I used to really just enjoy. Like, I would, I found that like when I played RPGs, especially by myself, I would quickly. I didn't want to do all the overhead of like making maps or like you know writing down where things were like it was so much more fun for me to do it with someone else and like sit there and like take turns where like i remember playing one of my earliest memories is watching my uh cousin play um the original or i think might magic 2 on his amiga and like i was probably like 10 or something and i was like watching him do that and we were like oh no go here do this thing like it was just it was such a social uh social entertainment for me in a way that sitting in front of a video game by myself has never I, i've played a lot of single player video games but i always find it less rewarding mm. uh well really quick because i i, I for the thing that's really shocking to me right now is that uh, it sounds like neither of you ever subscribed to nintendo power which was like oh i did the magazine I, oh you I did. did i did have some <laughs> okay god i love it. i was once published in there because i found a cool tip uh, like nice. a, a thing for a game it was uh maybe my first magazine publishing experience but before we get too much further in the show i want to say Tomorrow, I'm going on a business trip where I'm basically flying to another place that I won't say for competitive reasons, but I'm flying to a city in the United States for dinner and then flying back again the next morning very early. Uh, It's an important dinner, though, and I'm hungry. But I will be flying in a suit, and that suit came from Indochino. A made-to-measure suit fits so much nicer than a generic off-the-rack suit. And Indochino hooked me up with a suit, and, you know, Lauren was measuring me. It was kind of uh, romantic, you might say. But... um, (laughs) It was great. Uh, and I was like, I will tell you, when, we, when we're measuring, we have no idea how to measure a person for a suit, but they have these videos on their website. They're like, hey, now you fun, do this right? thing here and this thing here. Yeah, it was, it was great. And we were like, well, I'm either going to get a great fitting suit or they're going to send me like uh, a rhombus of some sort. But we did it right. Uh, Indochino is one of the largest made-to-measure menswear brands. They're making it easy for men and me to get great fitting, high-quality suits and shirts at an incredible price. Visit Indochino.com. 
or drop by one of their nine North American showrooms. You can pick from hundreds of fabrics and patterns, choose your customizations from lapels to pleats to jacket linings and more. You submit your body measurements, and then you kick back, relax, and get ready to step into the best, most stylish suit you've ever worn in just four weeks. I got one. It's awesome. It's my favorite suit to wear, and that is true. This week, our listeners can get any premium Indochino suit for just $389 at Indochino.com when entering Rebound at checkout. That's 50% off the regular price for a made-to-measure premium suit. Plus, shipping is free. That's Indochino.com, promo code REBOUND, for any premium suit for just $389 and free shipping. Indochino, by the way, I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O. You'll never have to worry about badly fitting suits or expensive trips to the tailor again. Two things I hate. Get ready to look like a million bucks. Indochino.com promo code rebound. I hate badly fitting suits and expensive trips to the tailor. God. Yeah. The worst. That's actually what my first letter to Nintendo Power is about. Dear (laughs) Nintendo Power. I I never thought thought this would happen to me. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Wait, it was a different magazine. There I was on the 13th dungeon in Legend of Zelda. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, moving right along. Now, here's, mm-hmm. here's a new topic, though. If you have some, Dan, that's okay. But no, go. There's a lot of chatter right now. It's not chatter? Uh, and, with the, or this is terrorist chatter? <laughs> and by, yes. By a lot of chatter, I mean like uh, Marco Arment blog posts. But uh, is Apple doing great or terribly? Discuss. <laughs> Are those the only two options? <laughs> that's basically it. I believe Marco's answer is both. And I, I, I think that the, the post he linked to, he, one was like, Tim Cook is a great CEO yeah. and Apple is lacking. Uh, that is a, yeah. wow, that's a toughie. I John, read the, um, I read the Apple is lacking one. Um, and, and it's, I think it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good take. I mean, it's, it's not over the top and, you know, it's from somebody who like uses the products and is like, you know, I mean, the worst, the worst is people who use other products and are like, Apple sucks. But this guy's like, these are this is this I like this about it, but these other five things I can't stand. So I don't think it's I, I think it's a a decent and and yeah I mean Apple's Apple's doing Apple's still doing great, but they're not doing it doesn't seem like they're doing quite as well as they <laughs> they used to. Yeah, yeah, I I would tend to agree that there's something something has been lacking, and I it's hard to put your finger on what it is. Um, and maybe it's just some of it is I guess maybe I feel jaded about like. I'm not super excited about the pipeline yeah. right now. Yeah. And I think that has something to do with it. I, I think we all, we've all reached a stage in life where we're just like, oh, more technology. Yeah, that's part of it. It's also part of it that it's like, it feels like there's not a big revolution coming. Even, even like, yeah. you know, we, we've grown to expect that every year there will be a new iPhone and it will have some nice features. There will be maybe a new iPad, which might have some new, nice features, but like, you know, right now they're in a, a process, they're in a stage where they can keep producing new versions of their old devices and do fine. Um, but, and, and maybe that a lot of that is to bolster their R&D so they can work on whatever the next big thing is. But there's no, also no clear indication. We're in that stage where it's like, what is the next big thing? Like, what, is there another big ground shift coming or are we kind of in a stasis period where it's just incremental improvements? And And that happens a lot, right? Like those are... Those are the norm, I would say, right? It's not like it's, you know, when in the past has it been a, a major new improvement every year? Yeah, no, that's never happened. But we are all accustomed to this breakneck pace of technological innovation, um, you know, even just fed by the fact that there is a new iPhone every year and there is a new OS every year 
And so, you know, I think that in some ways it, it makes us salivate for more and we're never quite yeah. satisfied. Basically, Spoiler. we're all in some sort of, you know, like Greek myth or something where we're the terrible <laughs> populace that cannot be satisfied. <laughs> I'm not familiar with that one, but okay. It's probably a thing. Sounds okay, like something the Greeks, right. would, the Greeks would be into. You're probably, and they, they wrote one thing about everything. So. Yes, exactly. They covered all the bases. <laughs> right. I don't, Lex, did you have an, uh, did you have a, I don't know, like, like I've said, I, you know, I really like AirPods. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I really like the iPhone that. 7 Plus. Um, those are the two most recent things I got. My MacBook Pro, which is the other thing I got, is okay. <laughs> it's, it's good. I don't like it as much as like the other things because sometimes I, you can feel it working and I hate feeling well, it working. Well, and, you know, I'm sitting here in, in front of my 2011 iMac and there are things I would like to, I would like to update and get a new iMac, but I haven't yet hit that point where it's worth the money to me like there isn't well, something plus, right now it doesn't seem like a good time exactly to i mean that's part yeah. of it and the other part of it right i'm kind of waiting to see like all right like if there's a new update that comes along later this year will it be compelling enough like rather than just being fast you know speed improvements and all that would be nice a retina screen would probably be really nice um but i'm i don't use my computer for anything intense enough anymore where it requires me to have like the best horsepower available like it would make my yeah. audio e- editing experience maybe slightly better but that's about it <laughs> i'm not gonna write any faster on a, on a faster there's, a, computer. there's a lot of like there's a lot of angst about the mac pro obviously and i've seen people suggest that um that the current mac pro will just go away and what they'll do is ship like another like high-end iMac. I think the the thing about the angst over the mac pro is that a lot of it a lot of it feels symbolic right because it's mm-hmm. the what the mac pro represents mm-hmm. more than what the mac pro is because it's not as if you can't get great pro work done on a high-end iMac or a macbook pro you know it's what the right. mac pro represents in the lineup and a lot of people are taking it as the the microcosm of apple like not caring about pro customers anymore and that's tough you know like but it's not i don't think it's necessarily it's not like they need to make a Mac Pro. There's a lot of angst over it, but the angst, the volume is not proportional to the number of people who would probably buy or use one. <laughs> you know what I'm really curious about is what project they're working on at Apple that we'll never see related to the Mac, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's probably some totally alternative to OS 10 operating system, right? I feel like there has to be at some point, right? They can't just say this is all we're ever doing ever again. Well, they said... Um, they, you know, it's like in that piece, I, I referenced a piece when I wrote an article last week about touchscreen Macs, and and Schiller has said in the past that they've tried them and, and haven't liked them. Um, and so clearly somewhere in there is a computer that has been, a Mac that has been designed to work with a touch interface. Mm-hmm. Yep. You yeah. used to be able to get those from like... Uh, yeah, you get mods. OWC or something like mod that, Modbook, right? right. the Modbook, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but the thing is, obviously, a third-party solution is never going to be as good as the first-party no, solution, right? Like, no. Apple can do so much more stuff than them. Um, and, and you know, that's fine. If Apple doesn't want to make that device, they don't have to. I would just be super curious to see how it worked. <laughs> I, think yeah. you, I think you have to change the, um, the operating system too much yeah. to, to make it. I, I don't know. I'm just... I, I feel like there's got to be good. something... Like, there's got to be something really different and i don't i don't think apple has to release something different but i feel like there is no in my mind there's no computer apple can release right now that's an update of existing computers that would have people go oh apple's back again because like if it's just great and solid and does all the things it's supposed to do and works well whatever like 
that's just incremental, right? It doesn't feel newsworthy. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so if they were to say, look, here's a totally different Mac that does these, it's also a toaster. That's, I didn't mean that for the Tim Cook reference, but if they, you know, I feel, or, uh, I don't know. I feel like they would have to, for Apple to, to quiet this, they have to put out like more AirPods, meaning like more uh, things category. that people don't see coming. A new exactly. category. Yes. Yeah. And that's, that's hard. Yeah. That's way harder well, than, than exactly. revising a product. Yeah, but you have to, I mean, you have to look at it, you have to look at a market that people are not completely satisfied with that, that people are still like curious about and enthusiastic about, um, but that is not, um, uh, you know, not being serviced as well as it could be. Well, I think, in, uh, I think a couple of your biggest options there are things like VR and AR, which are people are yeah. excited about it, but nobody has yes. quite cracked it. I think that's right. one. I think another one might be some of the home automation stuff That's i felt what I was I, say. yeah i felt like they've been lacking because HomeKit is is fine but they would be they don't much, make a device they don't make a device and it would be much better for them to be leading from the front there and showing here are all the cool things right. that you can do if you really take advantage of all this stuff mm-hmm. right so, yeah and i you know i've heard people or i've read people writing about the i've read them writing uh about <laughs> the, it's really distracting uh about the feeling of siri whilst on airpods which is different frankly from siri <laughs> have you taken have you taken siri well on airpods guys Woo, that is a trip <laughs> and there i mean first of all summoning siri with airpods i think is is shitty because you have to tap a little harder than you want to on something that's in your sensitive ear yes. canal but whatever yeah. <laughs> um i do it all the time anyway because i'm a glutton for punishment and siri uh, which is synonymous but um there is something interesting about it like what was the the movie her like there's something weirdly like when siri's right in your ear Int- and nobody intimate. else can hear that you're talking it. to it there's something intimate about well, it. So here's, mm. here's my question for you guys as airpod users do you find yourself using siri a lot in public situations I don't find myself wearing AirPods very much in public situations. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't either. Well, you, I mean, Lex, you travel. You go on, you're on a plane or something yeah. like that. You, but you can't, I can't use Siri on the plane <laughs> because, yeah. you know, I, don't, I mean, if I have the internet, the last thing I'm going to do is waste it on Siri because it's so <laughs> crappy to begin with. Um, but no, when I wear, I have never, when I've worn AirPods in public, typically on the bus, I don't summon Siri because I wouldn't use Siri by any other means either. And you would look super weird. Like I you never, already I, look weird. I, with is, the I, have never used, I have never used Siri in public anyway. I mean, even with wired headphones. Well, when is it actually, this is my thing is like, when is it actually faster? Like if I'm got my phone For out setting in reminders. public. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, specifically in public, yeah. like, to, to, is it so much faster that in public I'm willing to deal with the fact that I'm now using a computer, like, voice interface yeah. in public? I do use it in public for reminders and iMessaging, and I do it, like, as awkwardly as possible. Yeah, my, <laughs> like, my best friend does the Android, he has a similar thing with his Android, where he'll take text messages and he'll, like, he hates typing on the keyboard, he hates it. So, like, yep. he'll, like, walk, walk slightly away from a group of people and then hold his phone mm-hmm. up to his ear and send text messages to his wife, like, I'll be late for dinner, um, I'll be late for dinner. <laughs> and the <laughs> more, and the more weird awkward. voice you talk, the yes. worse it does at transcribing, like, oh. so you've got to do it, like, eight times anyway. Yeah. But no, See, I'll, I'll hold it up and cup the top of my phone towards me and i'm just like whispering into the top of my so phone. here's a problem that apple should look at solving like i think we've identified an area where it's like this is useful for some things but the the stigma attached to it like can you find a better way for us to do this how i what don't know even look like i have no idea that's but that's not my job that's their job or what they need <laughs> is like you, a can sensor you do siri just by like can you do it by just holding it up to your ear like holding the phone up to yes. your ear like you're talking to somebody yeah, yeah. but like you ever talk to somebody on a phone and then try talking to Siri? It's a little... You sound like you're talking to a small child you also or a dog. Need, you also <laughs> need to see what you're... Um, 
yep. being that's another part of it make, i think yeah make sure that she's getting it right yeah are you getting Which this siri <laughs> yeah um yeah i think well it's interesting because i think their voice like like schiller made this comment too when he was talking about um there's this article with stephen levy uh interview with stephen levy a few weeks back and he's like i believe that you know the the using the echo or whatever it's limits your home we think the the best assistant is the one you have with you and i'm like i'm not sure that's true like i think people are way more willing to talk to a virtual assistant in the privacy of their own homes than they are when they're out on the street so uh, you know there's advantages to having it if you want to have it in the car or something like that too where obviously the echo doesn't play but uh yeah i don't think that having one with you everywhere you go it's not like cameras guys i know you're trying to like capitalize on that like old adage but it's not like cameras yeah i feel like it's just like it's a step you know it's or it's not it's not a step above it's the same it's basically the same thing as you know as bluetooth headset guy and those people that used to have those um those like walkie talkie things that oh yeah and sprint nextel things or whatever yeah yeah apple used to make a throat mounted device that I can speak without vocalizing and it knows yeah, what I'm saying sure. to Siri because then it's less embarrassing. <laughs> I'm just mouthing. That's a thing. <laughs> Maybe now I could just be praying. The Apple ball gag. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I have no follow-ups. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, I, I like I was demonstrating just now what that would look like, but it's really bad podcasting. Like I was doing a, a hey Siri, with yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> the listeners love that. <laughs> they love pantomime. <laughs> Earth people are loving it. Yeah. <laughs>